Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my discussion about should trials return. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably tune in and catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Come hang out with us. You can just look up say no to rage on Twitch, and we are probably doing this live. You can even maybe contribute to the question and answer. A lot of people have been coming over from those platforms. Basically, what I argued in, in my talk was that I don't think it's coming back anytime soon. I do think that the 3v3 elimination would work well on the maps we have now. 4v4 kind of would lead to, I think, a lot of boring gameplay. Uh, but I think the 3v3 elim could bring back some of that sauce and that secret sauce, that spice. Uh, but ultimately, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Engagement was always pretty low for trials. And uh, I just don't think the annual pass is the time or the place for them to have to kind of babysit, tweak, and, and get trials up and running. So September, you know, next year, 2019, is kind of where I see it landing. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this in 2019, September of 2019 this year, whatever, is probably when it'll end up coming, not during the annual pass. If, if it ever returns at all, honestly, if, uh, if it ever returns at all. I don't think it'll be anytime soon. So we're going to do the question and answer sessions. These have been getting kind of long, and I'm okay with that. I really enjoy it. So thank you for contributing to it. If you've been supporting it on all the other platforms that this content runs on, be sure to share it with others if you're watching uh, on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or whatever. Share this podcast with other people you think might enjoy it. Uh, we're probably going to be getting into more Twitch discussions too. We had a pretty lively debate about something this morning that I may have to do a talk about. So... Let's just go ahead with the first question. Ed to the word says, how do you feel about countdown being a mode in comp? Also, I feel like trials should be slayer based only with no objective and no power ammo. Elimination was fun, but was ruined by constant sniper spawn skills. Return of the sniper. I mean, they could obviously make sniper ammo behave differently in trials if they feel like lane dominance is too easily obtained, and, and then obviously then you have sides of the map that are advantageous, right? You're like, well, if you're on this side, all you gotta do is get snipers out, and you can just pin the other team down, and then play the control point, right? And that can be kind of rough. Um, your initial question of countdown being in comp, I actually thought countdown was a really, really fun game mode. I liked the pressure that it added that, you know, the rotation of sides of the map. So you couldn't just be like, well, we have the best side. We're going to win. Uh, also just that intrinsic pressure of you either have to diffuse or have to plant, like making that a, a pain point in the game. So people kind of have to move. I, I found it enjoyable. Now I didn't play it beyond the beta and I didn't play it without a stack. So I can't really commentate on, like, the nature of Countdown Now, right? Because, you know, Countdown Now is probably a thousand years removed from when I played in the beta when I played all day with a stacked team and never lost. <laughs> so, I, but as it's designed, I, you know, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was a fun, I thought it was a fun game mode and I thought it had potential. Um, but... And, and we do need to add this to the discussion. I should have included this in the video, and I, and, I, and I didn't. Somebody in chat saying they got the Trials achievement, but they never won a game to unlock the achievement makes me wonder if it's ever coming back. Yeah, it seems like they're just kind of hanging it up and saying, we're never bringing Trials back, you're never going to get this achievement. Or they're just saying, it's not coming back anytime soon, so we might as well give these people this, uh, this Trials achievement. That certainly could be the case, one or the other. It's either not coming back anytime soon at all, so they're just giving you the achievement, or it's never really coming back, and that achievement giving away is is pointing 
to one of those being uh, the reality. So if you were hoping for trials to come back, that's not looking good or uh, promising. So, yeah, and then as far as, like, trials should be Slayer-based with no objective and no power ammo, uh, I mean, the, I don't know. If you can't... If, the, uh, making the objective at the end, I think, kind of worked. I don't know. I feel like you kind of almost have to have that because if not... If one side's too favored or one side's playing in a way where camping is really beneficial, I don't know. Having that pain point and knowing, you know, we got to move. I mean, there were maps in D1 that would have been terrible without a control point because someone could have just seized control of, like, the center room and then hit. If you just seize control of the center room and then you hide, it's like, well, that's it. That We're never going to get to them. And then, what, time's going to run out? I mean, what are you going to do? So having an objective kind of in there, softly being like, no, you can't just camp the whole time. This isn't just about you gaining control over one spot of the map. Like, you, you're going to have to move your, uh, you're gonna move your, your, your team uh, eventually. And usually they're thoughtful about the positioning of, the, of, those, of those capture points. I know sometimes people say this map's imbalanced. One side has such a huge advantage with respect to the control point. And that's obviously something that needs looked at anytime they do that. But, you know, if it's just purely Slayer, then that's the problem you'd run into, I think. Uh, Angelus, you said recently that a, res uh, that a reset, and I partially agree, a new reset when it comes to weapons and armor and even level is needed. But the problem with Destiny is that the new content you pay for is that half of the new content you pay for is stuff that was already had in Destiny 1. Uh, I answered this question this morning, but I am going to answer it on the talk. Like, how many times do we got to get to Lesser before it becomes a scam? Not to mention the even bigger scam. The Eververse uh, dances and reu gets reused. You actually have to pay money for them. All right, well, we did a little research this morning, and a lot of what's in this question is just basically false, provably false if you just look at the collections. There's hardly anything in Forsaken was a repeat from past content. I mean, a couple exotics here and there, sure, but it's not the meat of the content. Um, and it certainly isn't a scam to have exotics staying in the game. Uh, I mean, I guess they could have just dressed up all the old exotics, renamed them, and had them do basically the same thing. We would all have been like, well, yeah, this is the Telesto, but you're calling it something else. Uh, so I don't necessarily know if if that was a, if that was a, a, a needed point of criticism. Now, as far as the armor sets, the, I remember having this back and forth with this person. They said, well, tons of the armor sets are reskins. There were two reskins that we found. One was like... The, the, the prodigal armor set uh, and then the other was something else. Most of the armor sets in the game that got introduced with Forsaken and others were brand new and the Tangled, it, I think it was the Tangled Web and Prodigal were, were, were some repeats from D1. Everything else was new. You know, Crucible, Gambit, um, and then there was the, the Vanguard was new, there was the the raid and then the subsequent raid layer then there was the eververse i did take issue with once we kind of looked at oh and the raid as well I'm, i might have said the raid oh and the reverie dawn i did take issue with the fact that there are so many armor sets seemingly wasted on eververse they look really cool and those could have been used on the planets but they like to trickle those out anyway so there's four armor sets in the eververse one was for forsaken one was for festival of the lost then one was for uh black armory and then one was for the dawning that's a lot of armor that looks really cool that you're just throwing in the Eververse. So I would, it'd be nice to see that not be such a common theme, dude. I don't know if we're ever gonna get this God roll, uh, kindled orchid, man. We're not even, we're not even close anymore with these drops. 
Uh, so, I don't think this is a real good point of, of criticism. I think if you look at most of the stuff used, it wasn't reskins. It wasn't stuff we had before. And exotics coming back is fine because of the lore and the fact that they're in the game world. They're in the they're in the universe. So getting upset about stuff like that coming back, I always feel this is just someone. I, I honestly feel like this is just somebody kind of looking to complain, like you're just like looking for something to complain about, and it's not like a legitimate criticism, because most of the content, most of the guns, most of the things you're grinding for, like 95%, is not like a reskin, repurposed something from D1. So, um, and it's Destiny, so things are gonna look similar. There's gonna be stuff from D1 that either looks or feels similar, but. I don't know. All of the Forsaken guns and all the all the Black Armory stuff looks, I think, looks cool and looks unique and doesn't look like stuff I've seen before. Especially the guns. Like, the Forge guns are especially, I think, pretty neat. Uh, as well as the Raid guns. I wish there would have been more loot, but aesthetically speaking, I don't think you have a lot of criticism here. Saber Actual. Trials of Osiris was a big part of saving Destiny 1. Not true. Uh, so many people watch live streams of great players of Trials that it created a great buzz about the game. If Trials of the Nine comes back in better shape than it was in D2 Year 1, don't you think that could have the same effect that it did in D1? Number one, it's not even provable, and it's kind of factually false to say that Trials saved D1, or playing a big part of saving D1. Um, House of Wolves was received terribly, uh, player engagement numbers and player morale was crap then, just like it was during Black, uh, The Dark Below. What saved Destiny 1 was the Taken King, not Trials. And player engagement numbers always pointed to PvP being the weaker side of the game, and Trials was consistently very low on engagement when you look consider the player base at large. When you consider satisfying the weakly engaged player base, Trials barely even hits the Richter scale, right? Most people logging in and playing weren't touching Trials, so what kept Destiny alive was grind, loot, pursuit, and hobby, and that's what the Taken King helped with. Now, it helping streams, will we say that Trials streamers and Trials streams helped keep Destiny in people's, you know, circumference of what they watched and thought about, and that maybe made them play Destiny a little bit more? Sure. There's no way to prove that, and I think it's just highly unlikely that you could look at the thousands of people that would watch Trials on the weekend. I mean, how many of those people were then motivated to go play Destiny, and according to the stats, most people were playing PvE anyway, right? So for me, it's like, even if you say Trials kept the game kind of relevant in the streaming and the, and the content creator, you know, universe... That still doesn't mean that leads to people playing and it kept Destiny 1 alive or it helped save Destiny 1. All of the facts point to the to point to the alternative, that PvP and Trials barely registers on the radar of the player base at large. The engagement numbers were never, never that phenomenal. Hardly anybody went flawless, right? Well, that's the same for raids, right? Such a small percentage of people play raids. Yeah, exactly. And we get like one raid for every DLC, like maybe, and that's it. It's just one raid. It's not a weekly thing. It's not a loot pool. It's not a competitive playlist. It's not something that has to be babysat. It's not something that has DDoSers. It's not something that has cheaters in it. Like, all those things that come with trials. Like, I, I just don't think... 
that the streaming numbers for trials means it helped save destiny and even if you grant the point that people watching trials on streams helped keep destiny kind of in people's circumference of thought that still doesn't mean it helped save destiny and it certainly doesn't mean that the lion's share of the player base was like man i sure like watching trial streams on the weekends that's really going to motivate me to go play pve during the week it's just there's a lot of unconnected dots there to try to make that argument i think does trials and pvp help sure does it does it represent a portion of the player base yes it does is it the majority no did it save the game i don't think you could ever prove that everything points to the alternative that good and consistent pve grind is what has kept this game uh, alive uh good dlcs good investment in grind good investment in loot pursuits that is what has kept this game alive not not uh not trials um so uh, Wounding Cheney says, the, what role do you think Trials would play right now? We already have a competitive scene that drastically needs a sandbox update. It has pinnacle weapons and overall very low engagement. Couple this with Iron Banner and there is more than enough for PvP players to do. Do you think that instead of Trials, they're better off attempting an update to PvP in general? Right, and I addressed this in my talk. I said there's two things working against Trials coming back at all and if and if and if coming back anytime soon it's been a really long time so interest is probably pretty waned like it's pretty it's it's pretty weak uh and pvp is in bad shape like not in bad shape like it's unplayable but like if you want a good competitive you know feel to the game trials would be bad trials would be pretty rough right about now i think trials would be the people running four stacks of shards of galanor four stacks of one-eyed masks stuff like that and I, I don't think that would be good for the game, and I don't think it would be good for PvP. So that's one of the main hurdles standing in the way right now. You know, if anything's coming back anytime soon, it would be I think it would be Faction Rally, just because in the grand scheme of annual pass content, that feels more fitting. Even though people might not have liked it, I still think Faction Rally is more fitting with drip feed content. You know what I mean? So... Uh, next question from the Phantom Fire. Somebody in chat is asking me to describe Destiny with a few words. It is an RPG looter shooter. It's like an MMO light uh, RPG looter shooter. The Phantom Fixer. What place or form can Trials take with the presence of competitive? Uh, I get its function in D1, but a big issue with D2 was mode identity. Right? Like, that was another thing that they did with Trials in D2 that was so weird is they had, like, rotating game modes, you know? So it was, you know, like he's saying, what's the mode's identity? Is it countdown? Is it survival? Right? That's why I said, if you're going to bring it back, just really, really own the identity of 3v3 Elim. Own that. Own 3v3 Elim. Oh, man, some of these maps are really hard to play with 3v3 because there's just so many approaches. Well, good. You know, get good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 4v4 would just enable a lot of passivity and a lot of camping. Uh, just because of the way the lanes are set up and stuff. So 3v3 might be more saucy. You know, more more pinches and collapses and, you know, getting that first kill. And a lot of it would kind of rest on that. Which would make it feel a little bit similar to how, you know, Gambit feels, right? That first invasion is what matters. That first pick is what matters. I don't know. That was always fun in Trials. That first pick, man. You, you heard that sound... And it, man, it sets your heart going because you know it's either go time or you're going to have to defend against a collapse. Like, I don't know. Trials is coming back as a moon battle royale. DMG just tweeted. <laughs> Lol. Uh, 
JD Gamer, do you believe that Bungie will not bring it back into D2 with the meta not being, uh, not being the best, better than vanilla D2, but still not as good? Well, see, I don't know if that's why they're not bringing it back. I think that's a part of the discussion that Bungie's probably having, right? Do we want to bring this back? Do we want to bring back trials with the current meta and the current problems and criticisms, you know, or should we wait? I would, I would think that the primary reason is that it's just not in the cards right now with respect to their aims. Their philosophy and aim with the annual pass is to trickle out drip feed content. Trials is not exactly that. Trials is like a weekend competitive thing that I guess they could trickle out new loot every season for it, and that could be a draw, but... That's just more to consider there, right? Then they got to create weapons that are worth going for with perks that are worth going for that then have to be balanced in the sandbox. Like, I just think it's it's just not going to fit right now. I don't think it fits. It's just too... There's too many moving parts and there's too many pieces of it that are complicated. FET44. Do you think they should bring back vendor inventory that is directly purchasable from Shaq's uh, Banshee... Uh, and Zavala ETC that would feature rotating weapons with different perks every reset. Here's the thing like when they did that um, similar to how it was in Destiny 1, weapons could be sold for like 150 Vanguard tokens for example. I think it would give people an incentive to run strikes, crucible, blah 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 yeah 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 yeah. That was done at the end of D1's life cycle as almost like a not a Hail Mary but kind of like a we need to do something. We need to put in something to make people open up the game each week right? I don't think that's a huge value point when you consider at, you know, random rolls and mods and, and, and grinding for guns and, and what the Black Armory and Ada's bounties have brought to the game. That doesn't feel like a big value add to me. That feels like almost like a detriment. Now, I have said something they could do. You could get your way. You could get what you're asking for, but it'd be a, it'd be a better compromise. I think each week, Zavala, Shax, Banshee, everybody should have bounties the way that Ada has rotating bounties. And when you have those rotating bounties, you basically say, okay, this week I can get, I can grind for a Crooked Fang from Banshee. You buy the, you buy the bounty, you do the thing, you get, a, you get a Crooked Fang. And you keep doing that over and over and over and over again the way we're doing it with Ada. It's intentional, there's rhythmic urgency because it's only available for that week. Like next week, you know Banshee's going to be doing a different gun like the Half Dan or something. I think we both get our way, but the benefit there, the benefit with my way is, is obviously I'm arguing for my way being better, right? Like I'm going to think my idea is better. Everybody does. I think my way is better because it leans into that random roll loot pursuit grind feel that destiny has instead of transactional, like, Oh, there's a God roll on this gun this week. Sweet. And then everybody buys it. I mean, I know eventually god rolls infect the meta, right? It happened with matadors, it happened with party crashers. That's like a natural thing, you know? People just naturally eventually get the right roll. But I don't like the idea of vendors just selling really, really great rolls, you know, potentially every other week or every week. I think that gets dangerous and hurts loot incentive because then you're basically saying you don't, you don't really need to grind for anything, just get get tokens, right? Uh, came here from Damien. I'm not, I don't know who Damien is. If, if you, if, if you're, if you're putting in the time and just investing for tokens and then buying something, 
that just doesn't feel that just doesn't feel like that doesn't feel like you're you're grinding for loot it feels like you're investing in currency to purchase loot I don't know there's something about that that that, that makes my hackle stand up I'm like no, no 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 don't do that to destiny don't do that to destiny this isn't a game where we get currency and buy stuff it's a game where we go and chase stuff I don't know it feels different to me Husky, why haven't they brought Trials back is beyond me. Why would they be holding out on a game mode that, in my opinion, kept D1 in the spotlight? I mean, Twitch plays a part. I've already addressed this. Twitch plays a part, so I don't think you're wrong in thinking that it plays a part. But, you know, I think that there's definitely more for them to invest in to keep people playing and interested. And I don't think Trials is it right now. I don't think Twitch is not what it used to be. The directory is not what it used to be. The, the the leaders in the directory aren't investing in the directory anymore. They've got other fish to fry, other aims that they're doing, more diversification, right? D2's launch really pushed people to spread their wings and stretch and try to fly to see if they could do other things other than Destiny. And a lot of people were very successful, and I don't think they're going to come back to being like putting all their eggs in the basket of Destiny, you know? They raid their same friends every day. It's very insular. They're not investing in other streamers. They're not investing in the directory. They're investing in, you know, their club. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think people just naturally got insular when things went poor at the beginning, right? A lot of us were doing that. We were playing Fortnite. We were doing other things. We were all kind of trying to circle the wagons a little bit, if you will. And a lot of people just started really thinking about how can I take care of me? And that's what they should do, right? Streaming is a business. You got to take care of the business or you ain't going to have one. Okay, and the directory itself, uh, you know, and I know T-Funk's saying something like, okay, if they bring back Destiny, if they bring back Trials, then I'll, I'll, I'll come back to the directory. Again, I just think the directory's in a very different spot, and I don't know if Trials would necessarily change that. I think people like Crafty and others would come back, they would play, they'd play Trials on the weekends, and it'd be awesome. I would love to see Jesse play again. I would love to play with him, but... I don't think that's going to change the nature of the directory. I just don't think the directory is going to be that showcase and that that big draw like it used to be. Even if like now, if you had guys, you know, some of the big Fortnite streamers, Lupo and 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 Crafty and others, they start coming over and bringing their Fortnite buds with them. That could potentially be good for Destiny and be good for Destiny on Twitch, right? Maybe I'm underselling it. Maybe under I'm underselling it. It could be a whole lot better than I'm saying. I just don't know if the directory is ever going to be what it was before as like this big billboard for the game. Um, I think a lot of those guys would come over and not like it. They, they would be like, this isn't the game that I once thought it was. I don't like this. I don't like that. This is broken. This is cheesy. That's cheesy. That's broken. Like if you spend all that time playing Fortnite and then you kind of try and come and play, you know, trials in this meta with these maps... I don't know, dude. I feel like a lot of people would quickly be like, yeah, this isn't that good. It could be worse, honestly, than it is helpful because you'd have all those eyes on the game and you'd have people being critical of it, you know? Um, they'd be like, this sucks. I don't like it. This map isn't good. At that point, they have no vest. Like, think about it. They have no vested interest in grinning and bearing it and being like, well, let's put up with this, right? Fortnite streamers kind of grin and bear it. They try to put on a positive face. They try to be, you know, they try to be positive. They don't go off on tangents and uninstall the game. I mean, Doc Disrespect used to do that with PUBG, but like, they're not going to be like, this game is bad. This game's trash. This needs fixed. This needs that, that needs fixed. That needs fixed, right? Why? Because Fortnite's paying the bills. I'm not calling people's integrity into question, but I think people are more likely to say, 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna weather this storm, this imbalanced storm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put up with this because I need this game, right? If they don't need Destiny, I feel like they'd pull their guns from their holsters and be like, "This sucks. I don't like this. This isn't fun." You know? Oh, that's the map this week. Ah, screw that. That map that map blows. I'm not playing that. You know? And they'll just play Fortnite. I don't know. It's that that's that's shaky ground, man. That's real shaky ground. That could be really, really bad for Destiny. You get big, big named people that have zero interest in praising the game and, and, and putting up with, with problems. They don't need they don't need Destiny. That could be bad. That could be bad for Destiny. <laughs> so Naruto Master, I believe that they would should not return because trials would just comp more hardcore. Well, and comp's not doing well right now because of the meta, right? Like comp's engagement, comp's matchmaking is poor because the meta's poor, and and trials would just be another another version of that, but with less players, right? So matchmaking would arguably be worse, right? I mean, it's just it's just how it goes. So that kind of goes with what I was just talking about. Uh, why Team Merlin plays? What would your ideal format for trials? Team size, game mode, bounties? I would do 3v3 elim and I would avoid maps that are that are problematic with balance as far as like one side being favored. Because if you're gonna do the control point in the middle, so you can't you can't do some maps. Some maps they'd be like, we tested it, this is just bad, right? Bungie would be have to be willing to say the community response and feedback to this map has been freaking abysmal and cut it, you know. But 3v3 elim on some of the more better designed maps would be a lot of fun probably. You know, because there's nothing really like that right now. But the meta's bad. 3v3 on in this meta on these maps, it'd be freaking rough, dude. Be a whole lot of one-eyed mask, whole lot of shards of Galanor, and a whole lot of salt. Um, so fly night. Would trials be better if it came back and was only survival? I don't know if survival was that well received by the comp scene. I didn't think I saw a lot of the guys saying they like survival. It always felt like survival was kind of dogged on it, it, it didn't seem like they liked it now it seemed like it got better people like the changes that they made to survival but I don't know if I ever felt like survival was particularly uh, popular and loved I don't know I, I, I can't speak to that I can't speak to that I didn't like survival I felt like it took for freaking ever anytime I played survival I felt like it took a dadgum eternity um, but that's just me playing very infrequently um so that's that's my my very limited experience and input on on that, as well as just you know looking at the community and saying, okay, what's everybody saying? Um, oh, I just got the Valunder uh, emblem. I'll have to check that out in a second. Uh, Sosa says, uh, or Soa should trials return? It needs to. However, it cannot return as anything other than a finished product. No band-aid fixes or hybrids of what we had in D1. Boons, 3v3 elim, all maps rotating, one game type. I'm okay waiting for the finished product. What sandbox changes do you think need to happen? I mean, obviously Bungie needs, really needs to lean in and listen to the community right now. Because the sandbox issues needs addressed. If, if we've, we've, We're kind of we're saying similar things now, right? We're all kind of saying the same thing. I feel like we're having some some commonality as a community this morning, right? We're all in agreement that like the sandbox and the meta sandbox and the meta needs addressed or it wouldn't be very well received. And as you're saying, it couldn't be some some sm- slaps together band-aid hybrid. It would need to be a complete finished product, okay? Now, taking what you're saying combined with the fact that instead of doing that, they created an entirely new game mode. Uh 
they created an entirely new game mode for for Gambit. That I don't know. That makes me think you're just you're not gonna see a lot of uh, you're not gonna see a lot of time put into bringing trials back anytime soon. You know, like when when you when you think about what this person is saying, and then you think that Bungie looked at the dry race board in their in their in their meeting room, and they said fix trials or do a new game mode, and they said do a new game mode. The time that they put into Gambit could have been put into fixing trials, and they didn't do it. That's a priority shift, man. And if you're a fan of trials, that should probably make you kind of like deflate the balloon a little bit. You're you're not gonna see trials probably anytime soon. Because like this person's saying, it's got to come back as a finished product, you know? Evil Death Synth says, Thoughts on Universal Login for Destiny? I can log in any version of Destiny and have all my stuff. I'd love to play on PC and then swap to Xbox. Yeah, cross-save needs to happen. Um, we have been asking for this for a while. Uh, if you look at uh, how Bungie houses all of your stuff, if you use an API like DIM, Destiny Item Manager, or you use the one on your phone, Ishtar Commander, that is interacting with the Bungie.net servers and just pulling all of your loot down. I don't see why I can't boot up on PC, it hits Bungie.net, pulls all my loot down. I shut down for the day, all my stuff saved on Bungie.net, and I go to my friend's house, and I boot up on my Xbox, right? I log in on my Xbox, and it says, oh, hey, it's Lono, pulls all my loot down from Bungie.net, and there's all my stuff. Crossplay is different than cross-save. I don't understand how they're not doing cross-save. Everything's on Bungie.net, and if Sony doesn't want to play ball, screw them. Like, there's more sales to be made. If, if PC, if Microsoft and Blizzard want to play ball and say, yeah, cross-save sounds great, right? They make more money. PC players might be like, yeah, I'll buy it for I'll buy it for Xbox. I'll buy all the content again and play with you guys every once in a while. My buds play on the weekends. I'll have all my stuff. I can play in the living room, play on the big screen, you know? Now, I know you can't say screw Sony because of the contracts and stuff, but like, it's like, come on, Sony, you stand to make money here. You stand to make money. The exclusive content's a big draw. Well, don't you think, Sony, let me talk to you for a minute, Sony, sit down and let's have a conversation. Don't you think an Xbox player suddenly realizing that, well, they got a PlayStation so they can play God of War and Spider-Man, but they don't want to start all the way over in Destiny but they can play on the Sony PlayStation and get those cool exclusives and get that cool, like, trace rifle and play with their PlayStation buddies. And you just made more money. You just made more money. They, they're, they're buying more content on your platform. And maybe, just maybe, you slowly start to convince them that playing on PlayStation is worth it. You know, I didn't think these exclusives were this, this you know, that, that cool or that worth it, but the fact that I can cross over between all platforms, I might start playing here more often. I might buy the next expansion here on Sony first and not on Xbox, right? I don't know. I feel like everybody stands to benefit from cross-save, big time. I, it, people would buy the game again, buy the content again, and play more. I, I don't know. It seems like a win-win-win, a win for everybody. I don't see anybody being threatened by it. Not Sony, not Xbox, not Mike, not 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 uh, not not Bungie. Captain Cosmodrome D1 Trials was plagued by DDoS attacks. I mean, comp still is. Do you believe Bungie should do anything about DDoSing if they bring back trials? Permabans, permabans. No more of this this soft-footed nonsense, right? Your first ban is temporary and your second's perma. Like, if you if you end up playing with your buddy and you don't know he's DDoSing and you're like, man, we're getting so lucky, all these disconnects, blah, blah, blah. And you're that stupid. 
and you get temp banned and you want to argue that you're to some degree you're innocent you're not you're not as pure as the driven snow you should have been smart enough to know what the frick is going on but you get a temp ban right after that it should be a perm ban your account gets deleted and you're dundee dude you you did it again another lighthouse another 10 lighthouse runs this weekend and not once did you not have people just disconnecting like half your cards disconnects right and a lot of your disconnects happened in games where you started losing, right? You know? But what's to keep people from signing on PlayStation, getting the exclusives, and going back to PC? Ah, come on, man. Think think, think a little deeper than that. Do you honestly think that's how it would work? No. Why? Because the Xbox wouldn't have the items in the database. It'd be grayed out or non-existent. It wouldn't, it wouldn't show there. They would have it on the Bungie.net servers that you got the exclusives, but when you boot up on the on the other consoles, it would be grayed out or it wouldn't even show up. You'd be like, man, where's my Sony exclusives? Like, you're not playing on Sony, you dumb dumb. It's it's in your vault. It's there waiting for you when you play on PlayStation. But you're not playing on PlayStation. Like, that's that's not that difficult. In fact, somebody told us once that they booted up their account on an Xbox and the Taken King wasn't installed and they had stuff grayed out that said, you don't have the license for this, right? So when they did that, it was like the game checked and said, you don't own Taken King on this console, right? Taken King needed to be purchased and installed. It hadn't been purchased and installed and there was like a license check, basically. You do the same thing. Xbox boots up and they're like, yeah, you can't have that gun equipped. It unequips the gun and it's grayed out. And it just says you don't have the license to use this on this platform or something. They did that with the Rat King. Yeah, they just grayed it out. Like, it wouldn't be that difficult. It wouldn't. It, it, it Don't complicate something that ain't complicated. Like, they, they've done it before. It's, it's kind of a valid question. But, again, just consider the fact that that's not what would happen. Sony wouldn't allow it and nobody with a brain would ask for that. Like, well, no, I want to buy it on Sony, get the exclusives, and then go play on PC because that would be cheesy, right? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, but for DDoS, it should be a... Your second offense should just be a perma. Your account and all your loot gets deleted. Do you think DDoSing would be a really consistent problem if they started doing that? I sure don't think it would. What are you going to do? You're going to run out of... Account- You're going to buy more accounts? To do what? Go DDoS on an account that's not yours? And then then that one gets banned? Like, it would make DDoSing very, very, very less frequent if they were a whole lot more hardlined on it. First DDoS perma. The hard thing is, it's you, you can't always prove it, right? So the first time you play against a team, if they, if they disconnect, right? If they disconnect, that doesn't necessarily mean it was a DDoS. If they go all the way to the lighthouse and half the team's disconnected, right? That doesn't necessarily mean it was DDoS. So Bungie has to be careful. You can't just start perma-banning anybody who went to the lighthouse and had some disconnects on the card. Maybe the servers were having issues. Maybe that region was having an issue. But if it becomes clear that there's something suspect going on and Bungie decides to pull the temporary ban trigger, well, then that person's basically on a final warning. If this crap happens again, right? You're, you know, you're out. You're not, you're, you're out. You're not, you're not, you're not playing trials this weekend. And if it happens again, perma. Like, how many innocent people would get permed? I just, I don't know. I think if they do their due diligence and their research, it's so obvious. How is it not blatantly obvious when someone's DDoSing their way to the lighthouse? Look at this. They went to the lighthouse in six games, the other team disconnected. Two out of those six games, they didn't get disconnected until they were winning. 
Gee, I wonder what happened. We better call Sherlock Holmes to assist us in this investigation. Like, come on. It can't... It cannot be that hard to see those patterns. These are just dumb people that just... They, they don't even think. Like, they don't even try to hide their tracks. Now, they sure probably... They don't want their IP knowing their 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 ISP knowing what they're doing, so they probably use VPNs or or proxy servers to push the push the DDoS because your your you know your ISP would see that activity coming from your computer and be like, uh, excuse me. So sure, they cover their tracks that way, but I don't know. Bungie can see DDoS. They can literally track your connection to Bungie service, perfect connection, and then magically zero. Right, but they don't necessarily know that that was the people you're playing against. Disconnects happen. Millions of people are logging in every single week to play Destiny, and on the weekends there's thousands of people logging in to play Trials, and if if somebody gets disconnected, that doesn't necessarily mean Bungie just jumps to the conclusion of DDoS. My point is is that when you look at a team and that team goes all the way to the lighthouse, there should be a pretty discernible pattern that's like, okay, you guys were doing something temporary ban. Happens again, okay, th th you guys clearly did something again. Like, it's just, it's undeniable you're doing something than the perma. And I, it would go away. But the problem would fix itself over time. You did. The, they would run out of accounts and money. What are you gonna do? Because your username would get banned. You'd have to literally start all the way over and grind characters back up again. Like it's literally a federal crime. Like <laughs> it's, it's it's literally a federal crime. And we're gonna play softball with these guys. You know, makes no sense. J. Christ, what do you think about? Uh, in a no-res zone, when you wipe, you shouldn't shouldn't you restart with heavy ammo that you had when you went in, or should they just bring back ammo synthesizers? Well, the 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 rally flags, the rally flags in the public space and in raids, are a clear indication that there needs to be a reset. Sometimes I said this during King's Fall, right? I said this during King's Fall. I was like, when we wipe a full team wipe, everybody should get their supers and all their ammo back. Like, why am I starting over in your raid encounter handicapped by my last run? Isn't this supposed to be a brand new, fresh run? You know what I'm saying? So the rally flag idea, that was something I was talking about during King's Fall. I was like, this is so dumb because we would basically just do ammo runs. Like, how dumb is that? So I'm not engaging with your content. I'm using your content. Like, I'm abusing the content. Like, well, just kill the ads and then wipe. We need ammo. Like, that's dumb. You have people not engaging with the content. They're just sort of like having a transaction with the ads. So yeah, I, I would love to see more things do that. Like, oh, team wipe, yeah, here's all your stuff back. But rally flags kind of solve that problem for certain pieces of content, but not all. Uh, let's see what roll we got. Triple tap. No, man, we cannot get the god roll. We just can't get it, man. I wonder. I wonder if they really, really made it an unlikely drop because it seems to be. I'm not even seeing either of those perks lately. Hobbit Spartan, I do not think competitive is as rewarding as D1 Trials. For example, Trials would reward not only wins, but wins in a row, usually with powerful gear drops, static perks that were pinnacle weapons, uh, especially for Flawless, to both PvE and PvP. Do you think that this system needs to come back, and do you think that there are better solutions out there that would push player engagement for both hardcore uh, and casual players? I don't want another D2 year one. Uh, unreward, I think unrewarding content, maybe you were trying to say. Look, 
they have the system in place that if they can conceivably get get crucible where they want it and bring trials back how they want it then they do have the system in place right the pinnacle gear things like the breakneck the lunas how things like that where there's a pinnacle piece of gear and pinnacle rolls and those could be rewards you could perchance get if you go flawless right the other thing they could consider doing is with random rolls and the bounty system they did for trials in d1 the bounty system was really brilliant because it kept casuals in the player pool we've talked about this before where we said as soon as as soon as people realize that the trials bounties in rise of iron didn't give new trials gear trials engagement went down matchmaking took longer and it got sweatier and it got even worse after iron banner people were using those bounties and trials just to level up and once and once they hit max level which was really easy to do with iron banner because the drops were just all like you had stuff falling in your lap all day well as soon as iron banner happened like people vacated trials in droves like the casuals were just like nope i'm done peace right and the weekend after Iron Banner and everybody used Iron Banner to level up, the, 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 the most common complaint from Trials players was matchmaking's taking forever and this is the sweatiest Trials has ever been. Well, yeah, all the casuals vacated. So matchmaking would be faster. It wouldn't be quite as sweaty because you'd have more variety of player skill in the mix if you had bounties. Those bounties could get you new Trials gear, random rolls on that Trials gear. So if you're trying to get the armor, if you're trying to get the guns, right? And then you obviously have the pinnacle gear chances increase the farther you get on the card the more hard the, the, and challenging the bounties and then obviously you're 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 getting those you're getting those to drop once you go flawless so and bring back boons too like i think that would that would be all the pieces are there it's just can trials come back in this meta and can it come back on these maps and stuff and i just don't know if it can again instead of fixing trials they built a whole new game mode the priority shifted away from really even considering trials a, a worthy cause of their attention right now sergeant galaxia do you think that the reason trials is being held back is because trials magnifies pvp issues that may frustrate new players new players since forsaken may jump ship uh, more easily when destiny's competition comes into play anthem division 2 etc uh nally d55 with a brand new prime sub thank you so much for using your prime sub here welcome to the rageless i appreciate everybody that has been using their prime subs here the last couple of days this is a really really elaborate theory that like bungie doesn't want to bring trials back because it'll hurt make pvp worse and then push new players away that's probably part of the conversation they're probably like and i said this before right trials tends to as you say kind of magnifies the problems because people are going to just run the meta they're going to run three one-eyed masks they're going to run three shards of galen or or four whatever and then that makes things worse and then that infects the other playlists the other playlists always were affected the other game modes were always sort of changed with time when enough people played and saw trials meta and that could be part of the issue, right? They're like, we don't want people having this experience when they come into Destiny right now. Like, we need to protect, we need to protect Destiny. We need to protect the feel. They did like the free, you know, people could play for free. People could do, uh, they could do the gambit free weekends and stuff like that. And so they're trying to get people in the funnel. And they may have said, trials just isn't the right, isn't the right thing now for that aim right the right thing for that aim the right thing to get people in the funnel and to stay in the funnel is not trials but and this is why i said annual pass is just different right trials just has a different feel than drip feed content it's hardcore it's a small team it's sweaty it's a small percentage of the player base that even engages with it right 
So it doesn't it doesn't seem like the the priority shift uh, in Destiny right now, especially with the annual pass. Johnny always. So for the annual pass hasn't really offered anything new to the PvP players without trials. How can Bungie keep that player base engaged? Well, I mean, you'd have to check. We'd have to check the numbers, right? I, I, the player base for PvP has gone down a little bit, and the PVE side has pretty much stabilized right around a million to 1.3 million players. So the PVE is kind of stabilized. PvP does does seem to be dipping a little bit more, right? So when you think about what the annual pass is supposed to do, you might be able to say. You know, 1.1 million in PVE and 832,000 in PVP. So PVP has been hovering around the anywhere from 900 to 700,000. It's kind of been all over the place, right? So I don't necessarily think PVP is having an exodus right now. That's a, that's a pretty strong number. That's a consistent number that I've seen since Forsaken. Anywhere from 700 to 900,000 people playing PVP every day, right? Now, people are like, Destiny Tracker's numbers don't match up with other things' numbers, blah, 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 blah. I've just used Destiny Tracker since Age of Triumph, and I feel like it always... It feels pretty accurate to what I feel in the game. The activity I see in the tower, the amount of people that I see playing, the amount of people... Like, Twitch and Twitter and YouTube and all that, it's like, it's all in sync. Like, the interest is always kind of in sync, and the interest goes down, Destiny Tracker goes down, YouTube views go down, Twitch views go down, sub count goes down. Like, it's all... The ups and downs of Destiny Tracker and my metrics and YouTube and Twitter and the threads and the forums and everything always kind of seem pretty in sync. So that's why I'm like, okay, I don't know if these are exactly accurate, but it seems to line up with the the, the general feel that I get from the community when we're talking about these things, right? So I don't feel like there has been this massive exodus in in the crucible now as far as like what are they offering i mean iron banner is probably one of the things helping right now people are saying iron banner is pretty bad but that still brings people into the game they're like i want to get the iron banner loot i want to get the iron banner armor those you know the guns look cool i don't know if that hand cannon can roll really well but i think there's a hot k 110 it might be pretty bad though the hot k 110s are kind of clunky uh you'd be better off maybe going for the wardens over it uh, and then obviously people are going for the orchid, so that's that's like a fast, a you know, much faster gun. Um, so, seeing as PVE is finally in a fantastic position in D2, do you think PVP enthusiasts should be afforded the same level of consideration with the return of trials once the broken parks are addressed? Yeah, this is right in line with the last question. Like, well, they're not really giving the PVP guys anything. Here's the thing. I mean, I, what what can they do to PVP? Like, it's genuinely, I'm, I'm curious. They can add maps, right? Adding game modes is tough. They've tried that with Breakthrough, and that's been bad. Uh, I, I, as soon as I saw that description, I said what it was going to be. It was going to be a disaster, because it sounded like the spawn trap joke that uh, Rift always turned into. And Breakthrough has gone over very poorly. So, new game modes are hard. It's it, it's hard to reinvent the wheel. You know, it's, it's a shooter. So, a lot of the stuff's already been done. And not only that, have they already been done when they try new things that just, it needs to be tested. It needs to be, you know, there needs to be troubleshooting and everything else. And then you just run the risk of it not being what people are accustomed to. So then the engagement goes down. You're like, well, I'm used to clash and control. I don't like this new game. I'm not going to play it. So you put all this development time into a new game mode and then nobody touches it, right? That's one of the reasons that Gambit was getting a huge push, I think. I think just naturally Gambit was struggling with engagement because it's both frustrating and it's new and people just don't play what's not familiar. Uh, so 
other than other than more maps, I mean, they can put loot in there. So I'll give you that. I'll grant you that. There needs to be more loot in there. Like, hey, where's the loot? Well, Shaq's had that shotgun. You guys just had the Luna's Howl and the Not Forgotten, uh, and those are still available, right? Those those grinds aren't aren't haven't gone anywhere. Uh, so you're not necessarily having nothing to do. So the people that have nothing to chase, I guess, already have Lunas, already have Magnificent. Uh, I'm sorry, already have Not Forgotten, already have Claymore, um, or Broadsword now. I think is what it's called. You already have all that, and then I guess you're done. Oh, and you have good rolls on the shotgun that that Shaq's already like. There's stuff there. It certainly wasn't as substantive, but again. Other than loot, there's not a lot they could offer. So, yeah, maybe they could put more loot on the PvP side when they do these Season Pass updates. And if they use my idea of rotating gear with the NPCs and having bounties like Ada has, well, then you could grind real intentional for certain roles. And if they use my other idea of pinnacle roles being in the game, that could happen too. Gamer Jesus with 22 months, dude. Thank you so much. Welcome back. Plump Panda, what shampoo and conditioner do you use? Because, boy, your mane is flowing. Thank you. I just use all Old Spice products. Old Spice, possible partnership. I use your stuff. Uh, Gritter 14. This song is so groovy, by the way. I usually don't let lyrics play during the talk, but I like this song so much. Uh, Gritter says, Do you feel that Trials just eventually became a pay-to-carry service that plagued the purity of the game mode. It can be argued that pay to carry is what grew the rise of cheaters with modded controllers. Would Bungie have a way to combat this? I mean, I just had to block one of those carry services the other day on Twitter. They apparently were just looking for anything they could kind of attach themselves to and leech off of. And it was my disingenuous guide to solo queuing in Gambit. And they're like, well, if this doesn't work, use our service or whatever. And their website was literally like a shopping cart of you can pay for certain ranks in 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 Gambit and stuff like that. This is Moods, Love is Real. Like mood, like big mood. Moods, plural, love is real. It's pretty groovy. Um, modded controllers aren't cheating. It depends on the mod. It depends on the mod. They can be, they can be uh, used for cheating. It just depends on the mod and what it offers and what it does. Um... Okay, so did it become a pay-to-service, you know, pay-to-carry service, and is that the, that part of the problem? I mean, I don't know, man. I, 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 uh, Mikey Mike with the brand-new sub, welcome to the Rageless. Uh, enjoy your dope badge and emotes, your dope and deserve dope stuff. I don't know if that's... I mean, again, I think you guys are maybe putting your finger on some of the, the fringe issues, but I don't think Bungie was like, nah, screw trials. It just became a service thing. It just became a service thing, right? Well, I I don't think I don't think that's a reason to can the game mode. I mean, people were doing account recoveries and and paid quote unquote carries for breakneck and other things like that, and, and mountaintop. So is Bungie gonna be like, well, we can't do anything that takes a grind or skill in PvP because as soon as we do that, it just turns into a carry service. I don't I don't think that's part of the equation. I don't think that's part of the equation. Um, I don't know. That'd be a weird thing to legislate to. Oh, the communities like, like when people do this, people do this. They're like, well, they can't create really strong exotics because then people will make them required on LFG. 
that's not that's not a that's not a standard that, that Bungie's gonna lean into. Well, we can't make really really strong good exotics because then people are gonna require them on LFG. The community's response to content can't be what they how they legislate. You know, I, that's that's not something I think that that typically happens. I don't think they typically legislate to how we respond, whether it's you know LFG requirements or or something different. You know. Uh, you bet is spot on. There's more money in comp carries for Lunas and the Not Forgotten than there ever was for Trials. Right. See what I'm saying? That's a really good point. Thank you for bringing that up. You bet and Milo. Like that's happening right now in 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 big numbers and for big dollars. And that's not that that then Trials isn't around. So I don't think this is a thread. I don't think this is part of the conversation. Uh, the Ultra Duffmaster, Lono, your thoughts on exotic weapons outside the power slot is being echoed by more and more streamers. Do you think Catalyst could salvage those weapons like Suros Regime with heal on every kill? Or is it this stage, life exotic perk allowing you to equip another exotic as a Catalyst would be the better option? Uh, this way you could have somewhat similar pinnacle weapons. I mean, listen, if Bungie wants to go in and say, here are exotics that we feel are what do you call them life exotics like we feel the graviton lands and we feel the sunshot i mean what else is in here that we could say this about right you know we feel that the the suros regime and the crimson and the huckleberry you know we feel that these guns hard light prometheus lens cold heart we feel like these guns are of another class of exotic. We're coming up with a class of exotic called life exotics or transcendent exotics or something. That might not work because of the transcendent realm. Um, no, that's the ascendant realm. Yeah, they'd be transcendent exotics, meaning they get a pass. They get to go. You, you can equip those alongside your Thunderlord. You can equip those alongside of your, your 1K voices. Why? Well, they're not that strong. They're just cool, right? Well, if that's if that's their approach, then I'd be okay with that. The only reason I don't know that if they're gonna want to do that is because that's a that's a big shift. That's a big shift in in the way Destiny's set up. Now they might want to do that because they might say, you know what, we got these exotics that we want to build and they're cool, but they're gonna suffer the same fate as these other exotics like the Monarch. Monarch's good in PvP. Okay, well it, you grind for it in PvE and it's garbage in PvE. Like it doesn't do anything that a good legendary won't do already. So why am I going to take off my exotic power, right? So that that might free them up. They might say, you know, we can now make some of these exotics that were kinetic and energy, and they arguably weren't that great, but if we make them life exotics or transcendent exotics, then they can be equipped with other exotics. Now, the only reason I think my idea is better is because my idea leans into the random roll pinnacle weapon grind that I think is superior to just holding out hope of getting an exotic. There's no, there's no intentionality with most exotics, and I think that's fine, but I think it'd be far better to take a gun like the Graviton and just make it legendary. It's a pinnacle version that you can grind for, right? And all while getting random rolls of, of, the, of the Graviton lands. Which some people might like as we looked at the threat level, right? There's different roles of the threat level that aren't the curated role that are potentially more saucy and, and more creative, like with Genesis and other things, you know? So if, if I were if I were designing the weapons, I would want to see them get used, but I don't know if I want to see them get used at the cost of completely reworking the system. But if you say, hey, here's what we're doing, like 
you can't pull these out of collections, right? So if you've earned the Graviton Lance, we'll use the Graviton Lance for the sake of discussion. If you've earned the Graviton Lance, you can't you can't pull that out of collections, right? But we're going to launch the Graviton Lance in Season of the Drifter as a legendary pinnacle weapon with random rolls, and you can go into these pockets of the game, these, these bounties or whatever, right? You could even use Ada. You could say, well, with the Forge technology, we're able to reforge these weapons and get them... Get them uh, with randomized attributes uh, and we're able to you know streamline their efficiency or something and then there's an excuse for you to be grinding Ada for a legendary version of the Graviton Lands and then the pinnacle version is basically a match to the existing exotic and the reason you want to go for it is it's fun you know but my PvP like I you know <laughs> I I I don't know how much it would hurt PvP. I don't know if those guns are even meta right now. And again, they wouldn't do this with all weapons. You wouldn't want to do this with like Ace of Spades or the Chaperone. But you could do it with some of them. Uh, JP Feisty. Would bringing Trials back to D2 make it like the old D1 days where every weekend Twitch was popping with streamers trying to get to the lighthouse? Would this put Destiny back on the map? I mean, I already answered this question earlier. I basically said that it could be good and bad. If it doesn't really do well, it would be bad because a lot of those streamers have gone to Fortnite and have pretty big audiences. And if they came back and the meta, if the meta was abysmal and the maps were bad, then a lot of those people have no reason to defend Destiny because it's not their home game. You know? If they have no reason to defend the game, they could very easily rip it to shreds and then their audience is just one more big piece of an audience that thinks Destiny sucks. Snoogie with 34 months. Thank you, Sergeant Snoogans, for 34 months, man. That was a long time. That's a first month sub right there, dude. I appreciate you. Uh, Scryax. When the next large DLC expansion comes out, what would you like to see uh, for a new class of supers? Yeah, that gets tough, man. I don't know if they could do more supers. I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, that's toughy. That's a tough one, man. Cause that is, they there are a lot of supers in the game right now, right? There are a lot. There are a lot of supers in the game right now. Um. They could do probably one more in each subclass, but gee, many Christmas, that'd be a lot. I just, I don't know if that's going to be a big, uh, a big push. Now, they could change existing ones, maybe, you know, make Blade Barrage roaming, make Code of the Missile roaming, stuff like that, like kind of change their, their feel and identity. I don't know. King Infinite. Is power level really necessary? Hardcore players hit the cap within the first week and only prevents casuals from the content. I mean, this is why I've been pushing and pulling and saying that, you know, infusion and leveling needs to be streamlined for this exact reason. It just isn't a big value point for the community at large. Adding those level bumps each season is nice. It serves as a nice it serves as a nice gateway to the content for people like, oh, I'm making progress still, and there's new content where if I've made progress, I can go play that new content. Like it's a good it's a good front door it's a good front door but it, it does just need to be it does need to be a more simple transaction of time a way more simple transaction of time just because it, it as you say it's burned through so fast and then it's just a hurdle for other people I've made that point a lot lately I've said I mean you can't argue that slow and painful infusion and slow leveling is a value point if you literally 
if you literally aren't touched by either of them. Slow leveling doesn't touch you, and infusion pain doesn't touch you, so why the frick are you arguing for it as a value point? You know what I mean? The Great Hamlord. Do you think Pinnacle Weapons did a sufficient job in replacing Trials? Um, I think what you mean is like Lunas How and Not Forgotten. I don't know if they were meant to replace Trials, but it was meant to give you guys like something to do in competitive that was cool. Um, I don't know if it was meant to be a one-to-one replacement, and I don't know if it's a fitting change. It, I mean, it's doing the same thing though, right? Really cool gear, and people are paying for carries. <laughs> people are paying for account recoveries. So, I don't know. That's up to that's up to the players to decide. I don't I don't play on that side of the fence. Um, rated, uh, rate Dr. Kenpa says. I'm a year one D1 player, but after one month with Forsaken, I stopped playing it. Is it a good moment to come back? I love the game, but I'm not sure. Okay, so... Leveling is a lot more streamlined, okay? Leveling is streamlined. And if you enjoy... If you enjoy chasing loot, chasing god rolls, then I think the game's in a good place for you. If that was never really the thing you liked doing, the question you have to ask is, what did I like doing in Destiny? What made you constantly play D1? What was it? You know, for me, I was always chasing really cool rolls on guns, whether it was a, I wanted a different version on the Occam's Razor or my God roll at Mago Loop or, you know, whatever. Those were all things that kind of drove me to play every day. Whatever drove you to play, if it was chasing loot, god rolls, and unique rolls, there's a lot to do right now. And again, you got to remember, you got to get into the mid 600s, you know, 610, 615, 620 to really start engaging with the forge. And, you know, you got to get higher than that if you really want to do the raid. You got to get into the 630s if you want to really tackle the raid. But if those are things you enjoy, did you enjoy Wrath of the Machine? Because the new raid's a lot like Wrath. I think there's things for you to do. Uh, wait, I scrolled past one, didn't I? Now, here we go. Uh, D-Radical. What would you say the purpose of Trials... Uh, would you say the purpose of Trials was to garnish to the full course meal that Destiny represents? A garnish to the full course meal. And if so, would it be worthy assumption that we could get something like Trials at some point in the future uh, if there's a surplus of content? Yeah, like what you're basically saying is if the game gets full enough, could they add it again? Because I always felt like Trials was like the raid, right? It was like the raid for... PvP players. Small engagement, really tough, get a team together and go, right? I don't know what that sound is. I don't know why that is. I don't know what that is. Um, my son or somebody is dragging a hanger around. I apologize. Uh, so yeah, I don't... I always thought of Trials as like that. It was like a raid for raid for PvP players. So yeah, I mean, I would be okay with if they get to the point where they feel like it can come back bringing it back but you just got to remember the trickled content with the annual pass is aimed at hobbyist players and I don't think a hobbyist player I think sometimes we've kind of conflated terms here right a hobbyist player is not necessarily a hardcore one percenter right trials and raids are like regularly engaged with and, and, and you know people are in there grinding those are like the hardcore one percenters like they're in there on a regular basis going for the best of the best gear they play a lot they have a trials team that doesn't necessarily mean that's the only version of a hobbyist that Bungie was targeting I think Bungie was targeting a more broad hobbyist player 
that plays in a more rhythmic fashion and not such a breakneck grind. This is why when people, you know, blast through the content really, really fast, they go, don't have anything to do. And it's like, well, they're not really designing the content to be engaged with like that. Like, that's not really the format anymore. It never really was the format. It's just they gave us as much as we could and we played like crazy. Whether it was Taken King or Rise of Iron, you know. Cyber Hydra. In PvP, the reason uh, Destiny is so restrictive with on types of weapons and power, so does Trials by Extension of PvP and Anchor that keeps Destiny down. I mean, obviously, if they they have something that's that competitive, then a lot of the conversation centered around PvP does become balance, right? Listen, if you're going into Trials and people are doing, you know, 400s with Shards or 4 Titans with One-Eyed Mask... That's going to be a conversation. Like, that's going to be something that gets into the community's mind of like, well, these are overpowered. These are too strong. And then you start weakening coveted exotics and really strong weapons. And something that Bungie really stressed in some of their recent vid docs and conversations was we're, we're going to be really giving you power. We're going to be breaking the game. You can run X number of shotguns. You, you know, you can do this. You can do that. This super, as the one guy said in the video, it's going to break the game, but it's cool. You know, that, that attitude doesn't jive with a balanced crucible. That doesn't mean that they just, they, they're going to leave things as they are and leave, you know, Nova Warp as strong as it is, or they're going to leave One-Eyed Mask and Shards alone, but I think that conversation gets a lot hotter and a lot more prevalent from something like Trials, because the loudest voices tend to get traction, and then your streamers, your YouTubers, your guys on the forums and stuff would be complaining about different things that are imbalanced, and a lot of that would be coming from Trials. I mean, we're already hearing that, and where does it come from? It typically comes from people talking about comp. Right? Uh, Volfir, if Trials returns, what are some changes to the game mode you'd like to see or expect to see? I already addressed this uh, in the talk. Nate Wolves 90, what about adding a random generation component from the Infinite Forest to PvP and Trials? Any thoughts? Uh, this just gets really tough to legislate. I mean, they struggle sometimes just with map design and people getting outside the map. Um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know if you could do that, you know, like you're going to be having, if you, if you have, like, if you have basically this idea that what the maps are going to randomize and have different moving parts, I, that could get really, really wild. I think that could get really, really wild. Cause then you could, then you run the risk of people, you know, glitching, getting outside the map. That's hard to, that's hard to have quality control over. Just rotating maps in general was something that there was a lot. There was there wasn't a consistent agreement on, you know, from the community. Uh, Apem, what fire rate do you think the last word should be? I don't know. I don't have an opinion on that. Uh, head, head hunch gaming. First off, been following since Taken King. Anyways, do you think with Iron Banner becoming more strict with the level advantage that it could in some way replace Trials? I mean, I don't know. The level advantage in Iron Banner, I just think, is a sore subject with the community because so many people aren't at max power. And so, you know, a couple of really, really high-powered dudes on one team can really change the tide. Or even if they don't, it's the perception of the player, right? Oh, great, I got to play against these guys, and they have level advantage. 
you know. I think the level advantage in Iron Banner is just dumb. It's a free it's a free event for everybody. It's not a it's not a uh oh, it's supposed to be end game. It's supposed to be competitive. Okay, so since when does power advantage make something competitive? That sounds like the antithesis of competitive because you're giving somebody an advantage based on the fact that they can play more. Um that doesn't sound competitive to me. Um that sounds that sounds like the opposite of competitive. Uh, so I, I don't I don't think it belongs in there and oh it's end game okay well end game is supposed to get harder so you hit max level and then you just get to have an advantage over everybody else like, I don't know I think the power advantage needs to go away and I don't think Iron Banner can replace trials just because Iron Banner is too entrenched in the community as like a a periodic thing that's more based about the loot and the appeal of the cool stuff than you know than being like a competitive place to get pinnacle gear you know what I mean that whole guy they need to bring back clan alliances um not sure if i don't even remember what that is or how they implemented that uh swift toasty says a lot of people have stopped playing destiny because it costs too much to keep playing thoughts i i don't know who these people are and i don't know what kind of money they spend on gaming but it's ludicrous to assert that ludicrous to assert that so Destiny plus the first season pass is 90 bucks. It was $90, right? If so it was 60 plus the 30. Uh, a year later, a year later, if you want to keep playing, it's 40 bucks for Forsaken. So 12 months later, 12 months, okay? It's $40 and then the annual pass is 30. So it's like another $70 for another year basically. Uh, it's no 70 bucks for another year. I don't know what the frick games you're playing but most $60 games you're buying, you're not playing for an entire year. You're not playing the way that you play Destiny. So if you're going to try and say that it costs too much, I don't know what you're comparing it to. Fortnite's free? Yep, and it's one map and one weapon pool. That's it. It's Battle Royale. Ha go have fun on your one map, one game mode, right? Oh, they have limited time events. Cool. Go play Fortnite. Not comparable. Like, I, it, I don't know how anybody could claim... It's too expensive. Like, I don't... I, again... Oh, I don't know what you're comparing it to. I don't know what games you're playing where you spend 60... You spend 90 bucks or 70 bucks, and then a year later, you expect to spend no money and then get, like, what? More content, I guess? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, I, it's... You know, the game is too expensive for what you get. Sorry, Lona, I'd rather play WoW. Much more game for my buck. Sure, go play WoW and then add up your subscription fee for the entire year plus the fee to buy the game and then come talk to me. Like, it's not a compare. It's not a comparison. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? You're not playing WoW for 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 how much this costs. And then people make comparisons. Well, Warframe's free. Go, go play Warframe then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, still more game than Destiny? Listen, if you think Destiny's too expensive and you don't get enough, then don't play. I don't want you in the community. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you in the community. I think your expectations are unrealistic. Go play the games that you think are so great that hand out free candy at a parade and cost nothing. Seriously, go play something else. Like, I'm tired of defending one of the most unbelievable value-to-dollar-amount transactions in the, in the entertainment industry. I'm done defending it. 
play it or go the frick somewhere else. It's not that expensive. It isn't. In the grand scheme of entertainment, dollars to minutes, dollars to hours, it's not comparable to practically any game in existence. Nothing! Even if you just level to max, even if you just level one character to max, you're getting more, more dollars to minutes value than you do compared to virtually any $60 game you could buy the last two years. Like, I, and if it's not enough content, then I guess don't play then. You know what I mean? Like, I, there, there's no, it's not even, it's not even worth defending anymore. It really isn't. It really is not. The size of Forsaken, what we got in Forsaken, and, and then what you get in the annual pass is just, it's pennies. It's pennies on the day. WoW is $220 a year, just so you have the numbers. 15 bucks a month plus 40 for the actual game. Right, so $220 a year versus the, I mean, what are we at now? So it was 90 plus 70. So we're at 160 bucks spread out over two years, basically, right? So that's that's 80 bucks a year. So 220 minus 80, you got to spend another $140 over the two over the over the two years to get. Right? Did I do that math right? No, it'd be 220 minus the total. I'm sorry, I didn't subtract the right amount. I didn't subtract the right amount. In any case, in any case, sure, WoW has more to offer, but the difference there is you're paying a subscription fee. It's, it's significantly more money over the two years. Yeah, if you divide the hours played by cost, it's super cheap. It's super cheap. For perspective, I play Destiny 1,000 hours per year. That's 7 cents per hour. Right, it's just... It, it, the people that the people that play Destiny regularly as a hobby get their money's worth tenfold. It's just a ludicrous argument. Uh, Pedro VCM plays. Don't you think we need a hundred a hundred one eighty RPM hand cannons in the kinetic slot? Also, which archetypes of weapons do you think we need uh, to complete our arsenal? I mean, I would like to see a lot of things replaced, like the midnight coup and yeah, one eighty and you know a really really fast firing pulse in the primary slot whatever the whatever the the grasp of malak archetype was there's that one pulse you can get uh from the one the one nightfall the horrors least so it'd be 440 minus 160 right oh yeah because it was two years 440s 440 minus 160 so two years of wow two years of wow is 440 dollars 440 minus the 160 so that's an extra 280 dollars right like an extra 300 bucks well you better get a ton more content you're spending the cost of a console like you better get a ton more at a wow if you're spending almost another 300 dollars spread out over two years of course you're gonna get more (laughs) look how much more you're spending so yeah, I would love a ton more weapons and archetypes. I don't have a I don't have a list. I don't have a list, but those are a couple. You know, the high rate of fire pulse, and then the 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 uh, what's it called? Wow, can be free from gold. <laughs> don't make me laugh. Naruto Master, what do you expect after Joker's Wild? Uh, I mean, Penumbra is probably going to be a resolution of Callus's story, and we'll go back to the the Leviathan. I think they want to. I think they want to resolve that resolve that story because I think he's going to help us with the flow of the ancient traveler. That's what I think they're going to do. 
the game needs much more loot. I mean, I will agree with anybody that says this game needs more loot, but then I'll also push back on expectations and be like, this is $12 of $35 worth of content. This is basically a forsaken piece of DLC, and this is basically 10 bucks of it, right? It's a slice of DLC that they're spreading out. So our expectations need to be realistic. You know, by the time Penumbra's done, will there be adequate loot replacement? Probably, but again, it's trickle. It's trickle. So. Silver says, won't trials be just another time-gated activity with mediocre rewards unless they give legendaries and mods some love? Well, yeah, I mean, foundational problems that I've outlined in other videos, like the energy weapon problem, the exotic weapon problem, the weapon system problem, you know, anytime I've talked about those things not having enough power, not enough, not enough perk diversity, perk depth, etc. Sure, that would hurt Trials as well, but that's a foundational problem that touches every piece of content, not just Trials. Home Twitch, Lono, does Bungie have the ability to balance PvP and PvE separately now that the random roles have returned, or did that disappear with static roles? They can, I just think it's difficult for them to do. I don't know if they can just... It's it's It seems like when these su subjects come up with them, it seems like balancing separately is not something that they are doing often and it could be cumbersome it could be something they're not interested in philosophically i don't know they can right they can they've done it before they've made shotguns stronger and weaker in pve and pvp respectively but it's really rare it doesn't happen that often if they change a weapon for pvp it affects the weapon in pve they can only change how enemies react to weapons in pve the engine doesn't allow it. Right, they've done it. They've done it, but the engine... You guys are saying the engine doesn't allow it. Right, I mean, if there's a restriction on how they do it, I think it just takes more time. They did that in D1. They made shotguns stronger in PvE. They made them stronger just in PvE. I remember them doing it. So... It just... The, the, challenge, the challenge is going to be doing it in a way that works, right? They can create more problems than they solve when they do something like this. So, that's always that's always the potential. That's always the potential problem. They didn't make shotguns stronger as they made PvE enemies weaker to shotguns. Right, right, right. You're, we're, but we're splitting hairs, right? The, the achievement, what was achieved was, the statement is true. Shotguns are stronger in PvE. That's a true statement. How they did it doesn't matter to the player. The player doesn't give a freaking crap. All that matters to the player is my shotgun is now stronger in PvE. Cool. I can shoot minotaurs and other majors and kill them faster when I barrel stuff them with my shotgun, when I use my sword breaker or whatever. Like, how they did it doesn't matter to the player. It's the, it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. But the point, the point I'm making is they haven't done it very often. So they can, but it doesn't seem like something that they do very consistently. Maybe because, as you're saying, they had to make enemies weaker to shotguns, and that might just be harder. Uh, Voshmo, can Trials ever bring Destiny to the esports scene? No, I don't think you're ever going to see Destiny in the esports scene. I think that ship has sailed uh, permanently. They don't have a game, and they don't have a weapon pool or an abilities pool. Uh, they don't have a team that designs maps that I think would be able to create an esports ready game. Um, so, no. I don't think it's ever going to happen. As much as people really wanted it to, as much as people really wanted it to, 
there's too many there's too many foundational things that have to get completely and utterly changed and reworked uh, if you want this game to be esports ready. I mean, completely reworked. You basically have to create a whole new game, and it will at that point it wouldn't even be Destiny. You get rid of the abilities, you get rid of the supers, you get rid of the movement differences, you get rid of all of that, and it just it it's not Destiny anymore. So. Hobbit said, should there be a playlist in competitive that separates objective games, countdown, and non-objective based game types like Clash? I mean, listen, I, I don't know. You're getting too you're getting probably too far down into like the minu- the the minutiae. I don't even know if it's that. I mean you're just getting too specific right now. Like the quality of PvP isn't gonna be helped by splitting up the matchmaking. I don't think you want to start uh, splicing the player base up. That can cause more problems than it helps. Uh, Sir Bigamus, hypothetically speaking, if they brought Trials back, would it be Trials of Osiris or Trials of the Nine? No idea, man. Uh, they, they could make it either. T-Funk, do you think Bungie needs to change their stance on map design and should they have more maps? I mean, kind of like what I was just... I touched on it with the esports question. I just don't think they design maps that are really good for competitive. Uh, Their maps are weird. Their maps aren't very symmetrical sometimes. Their maps have clear advantages to one side. They lack verticality. They lack variety of approach. Um, So it becomes predictable where people are coming from, and radar reach helps with that. So I don't think map design is, is aiding them in in balance. I don't think it's aiding them in the game feeling, you know, competitive. Um, so I, I would say I would say their map design is part of the problem. Now, some of that's not their fault. Well, it is their fault, but it isn't. Some of that's the fault of whoever decided to do double primary 4v4 team shot meta, right? Like, that that set the tone for a lot of the map design in in the beginning of, of D2's launch. A lot of funneling, a lot of lanes, a lot of choke points. Um, not a lot of not a lot of verticality, not a lot of open areas. So, uh, Goldman is is it Destiny some with Warframe? If that's what's the difference? I mean, come on, write a, write a coherent sentence, bro. Bremer bro, what kind of pinnacle weapons would you like to see added in the future? Man, I really want to see I want to see pinnacle rocket launchers and grenade launchers come to the game because they're so bad right now. Like foundationally, grenade launchers and rocket launchers need fixed. They're bad. But then beyond that, I want to see them made like have pinnacle versions, you know? I want to see them have pinnacle versions of themselves. Like that'd be cool. So take grenade launchers and rocket launchers and make them viable as weapon types because they're not right now. And then after that, you could do like pinnacle versions, mountaintop. No, because the mountaintop's not a the mountaintop's not a heavy weapon. No, doesn't count in my book. Doesn't count. It's a single shot. It's weird. It's gimmicky. Doesn't even seem to be that that uh, strong in PvP unless it's really in the right hands. It hasn't seemed to really change the meta uh, that much. I want an actual grenade launcher, like the ones that are thum, 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 like that. I want a pinnacle version of that. I want a pinnacle rocket launcher. But first, they need, they need to not suck. First, they need to not suck. Al Gore, if D3 is the last one from Bungie, do you think it could be possible to pass the game on to another studio? Oh, I've, I've theorized this about this a lot uh, lately. 
I think Destiny 3 launches and then Bungie's done. They hand the game off to Vicarious Visions, High Moon Studios, and the live team. Uh, Activision will then sort of take control by way of Vicarious Visions and the live team and High Moon Studios. I could even see Vicarious Visions or High Moon Studios absorbing some of Bungie so Bungie can pivot to their new IP. Um, 100%, I can see that is going to happen. 100%. Fusions need a huge improvement. Oh, yeah, fusions are, are, are jacked up. But foundationally speaking, the power weapon and the exotic weapon issue is related to the fact that grenade launchers and rocket launchers suck. Uh, Fugan says, The thing that made Trials fun for me were the weapons that you could obtain for going flawless. Do you think they need to add exclusive weapons and armor to comp to help with the hardcore PvP players? I mean, you had the Redrick's Broadsword after the Claymore, and then you had the Luna's howl and the not forgotten i mean what more do you want i mean those are pretty solid weapons uh especially the hand cannons uh the lunas and the not forgotten do you need more i mean sure but we all do right i mean i'm over here talking about the loot and the raid i'm talking about the perks and i'm talking about the lack of incentive to do some of this stuff i'm talking about the lack of perks similar to onslaught so yeah sure i mean i'll i'll tell i'll i'll take up for you too i'll take up for you too you know what would Bungie do after Destiny? I don't know. They're doing a new IP, though. They're doing a new game. Uh, Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe Yummy says, I would love it if they added big boss maps with sparrows into the Crucible again. Oh, I would love big maps with sparrows into the Crucible again. Personally, it made me like Crucible a lot more. Because it was almost like a break from the sweaty small maps. Do you reckon they should bring back these kind of maps? I mean, again, you start getting really specific into solutions, and it's hard to know if that would even help, right? PvP as a a whole is in a better place but needs work, and I don't know if this is part of the solution. Maybe. I mean, but again, this is what ends up happening. If 90% of your maps have a certain feel, and then you have one or two in there that have this feel, the really big open feel with vehicles, people just end up hating them because it's not what they're used to. Their loadouts, their loadouts aren't built for it, and so they end up disliking them. Right? I don't know. It just doesn't. It just doesn't seem to work. Uh, Euphoric Psychosis with a brand new Prime sub. Thank you for using your Prime sub here. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Uh, Tux. You think Gambit might benefit from the removal of portals? Gambit feels a competitive PvE, but it feels like you can get carried uh, by a single dude with the Thunderlord, and as a PvE player, I enjoy it, but so much frustration that happens, lol. Like, I've said that I think it's a long shot, but I'm hoping that the pinnacle version of Gambit that they're launching with Joker's Wild doesn't have PvP in it. Like, it's just really, 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 really hard. And it's the principle of of Gambit, but it's just freaking brutal. I mean, actually, ball-crushingly brutal. Um... Yeah, I don't like the, the PvP aspect of Gambit's what's what makes it so tilting. Cause you're you like instead of it being fun and playing with teammates and just kind of doing your thing, you're screaming at your television because there's just one more blueberry that's trying to get 15 and dies, right? There's just one more dum dum going for 15, getting killed by the invader, and then you lose yet another game. Like, why? Because of invasion. Like the, the PvP aspect just makes Gambit really, really difficult to enjoy. It's fraught with problems, and until they really address some of those foundational issues, that's just going to be an ever-present problem in Gambit. And I don't, I don't know if they're ever really going to say though. Yeah, Lono, we're going to give Lono his way. We're taking PvP out of Gambit. I just that that unfortunately that seems unlikely. But that that is like literally. <laughs> 
the foundational problem with Gambit. It's the foundational problem with Gambit is the PvP aspect. Invasion, the way the guns work when invading, wall hacks, the way invasion basically, the first invasion determines basically the entire game. Uh, it just all rises and falls on that. And invasion is so easy with the Queen Breakers. Winning a 2v or a 3v1 in Trials was hugely influential in Trials, but it took a crazy amount of skill getting a two three or four person kill when invading is a joke it's easy everybody's real crafty you just need a queen breakers like when when medium skilled players are constantly getting team wipes or close to team wipes like then you have a freaking problem and i don't know what the i don't th th there's just so much that would go into fixing it i don't know if it can be fixed without again just completely ripping it out my suggestion has always been you invade with relics there can be a distance relic an explosive relic and a melee relic and then you would tweak, you would tweak the, you would tweak the wall hacking and the movement speed and the, and the overshields. You would tweak all of that in relation to how effective you wanted them to be. So the guy who picks the melee relic, maybe he's a little bit more tanky and his wall hacks last a really long time. There's a distance relic that kind of feels like the queen breakers. It's kind of like that, but you limit the wall hacks and maybe you limit the ammo or you make the charge rate increase skill gap a little bit. It gotta be a little bit more difficult to use. Then you got the explosive one, a little bit more spammy, a little bit more dumb, but you get way less ammo and it's, 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 you know, you get way less wall hacks, right? And you tweak each relic according to what you think invasion should feel like. Well, if you do that, then you're not messing with our guns and then invasion can function as a threat, but not a, not an easy peasy game changer. Cause that's what it feels like right now. NS3409. What are your thoughts about current RNG problems in Destiny, especially with the RNG requirements in certain situations and titles? I've addressed this. They need to take RNG out of the titles. Uh, they need to completely take it out of the titles. Um, that that's that's not working. Um, that's frustrating people. And then outside of that, I don't think RNG is hurting the game at all. I think RNG helps the game. Uh, RNG on random rolls and and things like that I think are good. Now RNG for leveling is bad and I've addressed that as well. That needs to be remedied. Less RNG in the leveling and then no RNG in titles. At the very least if you want to have RNG in titles what I said yesterday is once you get so many once you get so far in the triumph and the title it should just give you the things you need. If you get them along the way, great. That'd be cause for celebration and high fives. Like, sweet, I got the Sparrow early. But if you get to step 13 out of 15, it should just give you the Sparrow. And then step 14 out of 15 just gives you the Ghost. You've done enough to earn it, in my mind, at that point. Uh, Bubble76. Setting the map design aside, why do they not create special arsenal to be used in trials only? Weapons that could be more balanced. You talked about this concept for Gambit Invading. It works for Gambit Invading because Gambit Invasion is not an expression of your player. It's like a specific thing that you're doing in Gambit, right? But killing the ads and banking the moats and melting the boss, that's, that's an expression of your player and your build. PvP is exactly that. What gun do you think is the best? What loadout do you think is the best? It's an expression of you and your time in the game. That's why locked loadouts or set loadouts for trials just wouldn't work. Oh, you can only use one one mat, one eyed mask or one shards of Galanor. Like that kind of stuff. Restricting what players can use does not go over well. They tried curated loadouts. They tried curated loadouts for the raid layer prestiges and it didn't go over well. Uh, Big Bird, what about competitive Gambit since they put so much time into it? Again, I think there may be more prioritization on Gambit given that they pivoted to making a new game mode instead of fixing an existing. So, maybe. 
uh, T-Funk says, do you think they should remove comp and bring back trials and make not forgotten a random drop? I mean, that'd be a really, really weird pivot to just completely just tra- get rid of comp and just bring back trials. Now, if you get rid of comp and you come up with a new way of playing PvP and put weapons and stuff in there that drop randomly, maybe, but I don't know. That's a big, that's a big, big change. Sofly Knight, do you think Bungie should purposely shake up the PvP meta more often or just roll with the flow of small nerfs and buffs and see what sticks for short periods of time? I mean, if you're constantly changing the meta, that's what they do in Fortnite. I think some games get away with that. I don't think Destiny would get away with that. If you finally grind for the god roll that you need and Bungie's like, hey, we feel like shaking up the meta and uh, that gun's garbage now and this gun's the best. I don't like that. I don't like the shifting of the sands. I think it's better to do as as they said. They're going to try to make small tweaks here and there. And they're trying to make them more often. I think that's better. Um, That's why agile development is better. Because you end up with a product that's more in line with the consumer's expectation. Because you make small changes here and there. uh, Instead of really, really big changes. All the time. T-Funk, do you think there will be a hidden dungeon coming to Destiny? I remember people saying on day one they were super excited. Well, I mean, th- there was the Shattered Throne, and if people are thinking there's going to be more, I don't think there's any more anytime soon. Because the Shattered Throne is the only one coming right now. They were clear to make sure we knew Niobe Labs is not a dungeon. So if they want to do another dungeon, sure, but as far as I can tell, we're not getting one anytime soon. Smelly Submarine, I do not think the PvP will see a boost until Destiny 3. Lack of dedicated servers and 30 FPS on console mean that there really isn't much Bungie can do to win PvP enthusiasts back. Do you think there's enough uh, cake base to sustain any possible icing Bungie could put on? Well, that's you're, you're kind of touching on one of the things I talked about. Is like It's been so long, you know, and they've lost a lot of players. It, that intrigue and interest in trials might not be worth the ent- you know the the investment right now. It might not be even worth digging into. So I wouldn't I wouldn't think I wouldn't think that that as you're saying Destiny Three is when they you know they'd really try to bring it back. I could see them trying to do it in the next big DLC because that's when all eyes are on Bungie. All eyes are on the game at that point. You call it the Taken Queen you know that's going to be a good resurgence of the player base and probably a lot of fans of Trials. Uh, Mr. Sanch to you, uh, Mr. Sanch to you, got it, says, in D1, there was an apparent, there was an apparent magnification of the issues of D1 metas, and yet the playlist was still pretty important to the lifeblood of D1. Not necessarily. The engagement was actually pretty low, um, especially after the bounties didn't give new stuff in Rise of Iron. Uh, I think it could be important to cross-reference both Trials iterations in respect to each game. Personally, I think the elimination game mode is the only thing that needs to be played in Trials. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. This isn't a question. You're just pontificating. SMG4444. Do you think PvP receives harsher criticism than PvE, uh, therefore giving it more negative outlook on the whole PvP experience? I mean, it does get harsher criticism because it because 100% yes like when people are having a bad time in PvP it's more frustrating you don't really go into the to, to PvE and have a bad time because someone's using one-eyed mask right 
you're the, the, the guys I'm playing with right now, their loadout, their abilities, it's not really having a, a negative impact on my experience. Now, if I'm playing with a buddy and he's just a trash can and keeps dying, it might be a little bit frustrating. But it's not the same as if he keeps dying in Crucible and we're losing games because he's a, he's a, you know, two left thumbs potato and he just keeps feeding, right? That's different. Like, there's just different levels of frustration and PvP just naturally brings salt and frustration because it's easier, I think, to have your aims frustrated and the things you're trying to do or wanting to do frustrated, right? Also... Ads become pretty predictable, environments become pretty predictable. It's not like I'm suddenly going to go up against a vandal that, like, is a thousand times better than me and cleans my clock. It's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't stand a chance against this guy. You know, that's not really a thing in PvE. Brody, I miss a lot of the talk, so skip this if you need to, but what are your thoughts on coming back with powerful bounties like Iron Banner? 3vc elimination, no power ammo. I think this is the best PvP since Destiny 1. I mean, the power ammo rhythm is certainly a point of criticism in the community right now. And on top of that, um, having actual bounties that are powerful, sure, that would drive people in there. And I already touched on the fact that, like, Trials in D1 got its engagement hurt when the one of the best things they ever did for trials was the bounties i went in i was playing trials with you guys just to get the freaking bounties i didn't care if we won i didn't care if we went flawless right and we'd win a couple games and kind of had to have some laughs and we'd get three or four games into the card and then we'd start to hit that wall and be like well we're playing the good teams now you know but i would get i would get chances at the loot i would get stuff to drop you know uh mr sanch to you do you think more perks need negative aspect in order to help with balance? For instance, Rampage would have damage dealt and received increase, like Touch of Malice. I mean, there was certainly that aspect in D1 more than here. You know, Brace Frame gave you a bunch of stability, but it lowered the size of the mag. Uh, I, you know, they could they could lean into that quite a bit more. I don't know how much that would help with balance. Um, that might make it a little bit more painful when you pick one perk over another to make your decisions feel more meaningful. Um... But I don't I don't necessarily know if that's going to affect balance in the way that you think it's going to affect balance because you're still going to end up with at the end of the day. Typically, you're still going to end up with a uh, a pinnacle weapon or a pinnacle roll. So um, you think trial should be power based? I don't think power based gets you anything. I, I like if you're going to if you're going to do a competitive environment, I don't think you want people having advantages because they play more. I just that doesn't make any sense to me. Like if you if you play more and you have all the stuff and you have a team and you have you know you have people that know what they're doing, then in addition to that, if you have a power advantage as well, I just think that's problematic. Man, this team, I don't know what the problem is. We we are you guys are like we are power deficit. I hit him with my super and all of my machine gun and this dude is not dying. Somebody must have ran out of power ammo or something. This kind of brings back memories of double primary, doesn't it? Like somebody shooting him with a bow. He's got like arrows sticking out of his eyeball. Don't you remember when we would run out of power ammo in 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 the first iteration of D2? It was so miserable. That's what it felt like right there. Like you run out of power ammo and you just can't do any damage to the guy. It's miserable. Dat Jelly Dude. Hey Lono, what are your thoughts on moving away from hardcore PvP activities entirely to spend more time and energy on the PvE side of the game? I personally feel that Bungie uh, has 
uh, made some of the poorest decisions and heavily focusing on PvP issues, double primaries being the primary example. And I also believe PvE to be the soul of Destiny. Yeah, I mean, we, we've gone round and round on this. People couldn't believe it. People could not believe it on my on my my YouTube channel that people were thinking that people were thinking and feeling that PvP needed to go by the wayside or was holding the game back. People, there are people that just they can't fathom that as an idea that it gets the smallest engagement, that it causes most of the problems, that it's the single it's the single greatest anchor in the game as far as balance and innovation. Um, a lot of people just don't get that. They're like, "There's no way. Why would that? Why would that be the case?" Just one of those things where there's no way to put it back in the box. Now, as far as pivoting and and, and, and focusing, listen, it's pointless to talk about this. Bungie's not going to abandon PvP. They have teams that handle the Crucible. They have teams that design the weapons and the maps, and that's it's not going to go away just because we don't like it. And it's not going to go away even if it's been cause of a lot of the problems. And as as T Funk saying in chat, it's the lowest investment for people playing. They don't invest much. Add a couple maps rotate some new stuff iron banner and then you get a ton of people to play like okay think about it we've made this comment before look at the look at the look at the director crucible's right here and then a smattering of maps and game modes and then all the rest of this gambit vanguard all these planets all the things you can do on all these planets that's the rest of the game right here's crucible and right here resides 800,000 players a day and the rest of this game gets, you know, 1 million, 1.2 million players. So it's not, it's not matching, but it's close to matching. And it, it takes like the least amount of time. So like, yeah, it, I get it. I, yeah, it's easy. It's easy to keep things kind of going and flowing in there. And there's a decent amount of people to play all the time. T-Funk, do you think they should need certain roles or gears to beat raids or pinnacle PVA activities? Currently, I have no desire to get guns. Uh, but I can beat all the content with year one weapons. Well, and I mean, this is one of those things where clearly we've talked about perks needing to be stronger. Now, requiring you to have those perks? No. But if the perks make you feel cooler, I think that's adequate. I didn't need explosive rounds uh, with the Imago loop. But it made the Vosic fight easier. Once you start requiring stuff like that, it just gets too narrow and people would do the exact same thing you're saying. They would lose interest. Ah, forget it. Screw it. If I need the 1k voices, I can't get it to drop. Uh, T-Dog Live, do you think they should bring back weapon telemetry? Uh, it could cost gunsmith materials. Um, no, I, like, the, the telemetries don't need to come back because we don't level up guns, my man. Like, what, what telemetry, do you remember what telemetry was for? You would pop a telemetry because using the weapon leveled it up and unlocked its tree. So this is a, this is a piece of a puzzle that's not needed unless they bring back leveling up weapons. Right now, if they brought back telemetries where, as you're using the weapon, you're gaining masterwork levels or something, but that that's not going to happen because they've created an investment path for masterworking. So, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, we came to the wrong place. I'm supposed to go to Earth now. Whoops. What just happened? Maybe I fast. Did I already fast travel? I'm just trying to go to Earth video game. Just trying to go to Earth. Runner AZ. What if Trials has an exotic weapon and armor ban? 
Too, that you're just legislating too much. No, don't do that. You're over legislating. When you restrict player loadout, people have re responded negatively to that. JD Gamer, do you think Joker's Wild will do anything to PvP? Having a new game mode or bigger quests or having new maps? No, I don't think so. I don't think you're getting any of this in PvP. Sorry, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, Bower Socks. If all Crucible game types were limited to rare gear, do you think they would uh, make it more competitive? Again, guys, I just, I don't, I don't think so. I do, people have not responded well in a loot-based game where you chase loot, chase rolls, chase power to being told all that stuff you chased, all that cool stuff you got, can't use any of it. Gotta use this stuff. It just doesn't go over well. Voshmo, can PvP be in a better state if they implemented a way to make it so that there's no duplicate weapons or exotic armor example? No, man, man, oh man, you guys got on this hobby horse. Gimini Frick, no, you cannot restrict the load out of people. They won't like it. That's like four questions in a row asking basically the same thing. You say that PvP part of Gambit makes it really hard to enjoy the game mode, but people have been asking for a PvPVE game mode for a long time. Do you have any ideas for different PvPVE game modes? I mean... What they built is good in principle. It's just the execution that just really is frustrating. If they would have tested that game mode with Queen Breakers, I, uh, they probably would have built it very differently. If they would have tested that game with Sleeper or Queen Breakers, it would have been very, very, very different. You know? I, it, they, it's like, on paper, Gambit's actually cool. And I like the idea of Gambit. And you know why when we first watched Gambit and people played Gambit at, at E3 and other places? Do you know why? you know why that it was so well-received? Because it, nobody knew the meta yet. And people were using the loadouts that they showed off in their streams. So there was just a sauce and a difference to it. Like, it didn't... You know what I mean? Nobody knew about the rhythms yet and, and the banking and the invading and the timing. Like, nobody had any of that down now. Like, watch those initial streams and then watch the streams where like, here comes the melt. Like, watch the Gambit showdown where folks are running around with like rocket launchers and stuff when they're invading. And then, and then watch the one that they did, they did recently where they ignored the fact that a guy invaded and wiped the entire team with Queen Breakers. Like, they just glossed over that and didn't really say anything. And then they tell us after the summit they're going to do things to ensure we can't melt the boss. And then in the most in most recent Gambit stream, they're like, here comes the melt, and the boss's health bar is like, emptied. Like, I just... Uh, the PvPVE game mode idea, I think, has merit. I just don't think Gambit had enough long... It didn't have long enough time to cook, and they didn't play with... They didn't play the meta or with the meta weapons. No lives. Going off what you said about titles, I have a friend who only needs the Braytech Winter's Wolf uh, to have Wayfarer, and he has been uh, trying to get it for multiple hours a day for a month. How do you think Bungie could change struggles like this for the player base? It's real simple. Don't require us to get items that drop RNG-based if you're working on an item or working on a quest. You know what I mean? Like, don't require it. It's real, real simple. Like, oh, you need the Braytech Winter Wolf? Well, if, that, if you're going to make that a requirement then you could have put really, really simple quest steps or bounties in, in Anna Bray's inventory, right? And then all he has to do is wait for the week where she has the winter the, the, the winter wolf auto-rifle bounty. He grabs that bounty, and he goes and he does it, and then he gets it. Like, it's that simple. They already have bounties anyway. Just make the rewards rotate through the weapon pools of that place. 
Uh, Volifer, what are your thoughts on armor aesthetic? Does D2 seem vastly uglier than D1? No, not at all. I think the armor in this game looks freaking dope. Now, if you compare things to, like, Age of Triumph, some of the Age of Triumph gear will be, will be eternally amazing, right? It's, go it's always gonna look good. Some of that stuff's just gonna look good forever, because they just, they, they knocked it out of the park, but... Dude, the way I look right now, I I don't know. I, I feel like you'd make, you'd have a really hard time convincing me that that's not really awesome looking. The, the the shaders, the art style, I mean, just these boots. I don't remember really having anything look like that in D1 with textures and like the different pieces and moving parts. I don't know. Obviously, what things look like is subjective, so you might look at every piece of armor in Destiny 1 and think it's amazing and Destiny 2 looks like dog crap to you, but that's subjective. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever really had anybody make a strong argument that D2's aesthetics are weaker than D1. Um, I don't know. There's definitely, there's definitely some pretty saucy, cool-looking stuff in this game that has more... It, it just seems more high fidelity and moving and textures and stuff than you had in D1. I think sometimes you'd have to go back in time and ask the question like, I don't know. Oh, thank you, Pop This. I'll pop this. Um, All-Star Weather. I'd love to see presets to, for PvP to fix balance. Uh, I play a ton of PvP and I get so tired of so many random perks to worry about. Yeah, I'm skipping over this. We're there, we've already dealt with that. Presets isn't going to happen. Presets sucks in the Prestige Raid layers, and it would suck in the frickin' in Trials. It'd be bad, man. I'm sorry to shoot down these ideas. I know you guys think it would be great, but it wouldn't. People would reject it and hate it. I mean, I, it, it just isn't fun to be told what you have to use. Bubble76, off-topic hand cannon question. Got the hockey from Iron Banner last night with Kill Clip and Rampage Masterworked Reload. Oh, so it can roll Kill Clip Rampage? Really? Uh, kicks like a mule, though. Stick with it or grind for the Warden's Law. I mean, the Wardens can get Feeding Frenzy, and Feeding Frenzy on top of Rampage with Rampage spec, I just think is, is just undeniably good. Now, is it the best? That's up to you, that's up to your usage, it's up to what you prioritize and what you like, you know? But I, I think that the, the 110 Wardens with Rampage spec and Rampage, and then you're constantly getting your reload buffed with Feeding Frenzy, is the, is the best experience of a 110. It's the best experience of a 110. Even if you have a reload masterwork on a 110, um... If you don't have like light mag or flared magwell, it's gonna be. I feel like that's gonna be pretty rough. You need you need flared magwell and gauntlets, and then the reload masterwork to 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 not. Um, oh, it cannot get rampage. So yeah, this person seems to be ill informed. Maybe they meant to say kill clip uh, outlaw, and they just said rampage instead. Maybe they got kill clip outlaw. Jack Bauer, with the possibility of trials not coming back, do you think this could happen with the raids? Do you think that PvE players should be worried? Also, do you think pinnacle weapons are not in raids? Why do you think pinnacle weapons are not in raids anymore? Well, I mean, the threat level, I think, is supposed to be a pinnacle role. Because they've defended Trench Barrel, and they've defended the Ikelos Shotgun as being, like, a pinnacle piece of gear. Thank you for the brand new Prime Sub Enraged. A lot of people using their prime subs here. Thank you for doing that. A lot, they defended Ikelos as a pinnacle piece of gear. So threat level then is a pinnacle piece of gear. All right. Now, 
do we need more pinnacle gear? Yeah, the, most of the gear in the raid is kind of duke. And I know people are like, oh, but the scout's good in PvP. Yeah, well, it's trash in PvE, so why am I grinding the raid for a PvP, P, you know, scout? Um, so, but when you say, should we be worried? No, because here's the thing. They have raid design teams, and raids are just seemingly part of the identity of destiny going forward right a big raid with forsaken and then two raids as part of penumbra and you know black armory that doesn't seem to be a shift in priority if anything raids are getting a bigger amount of attention than they have in the past uh with rate you know with raid layers and, and the like So, I'm not concerned, but I would like to see the loot get significantly better. More loot, because we had to divide the loot pool this time with the forges and then better perks. Queen's Menace. Should Bungie work on buffing all the underwhelming exotics or just focus on actually releasing powerful exotics in the future? Well, it's not even that they're underwhelming because they're too weak. It's that they don't meet pain points. You know? They just, they don't meet pain points. I'm never fighting trash ads and thinking, man, oh man, I really need an exotic for this. Or, you know, man, oh man, I just, I cannot seem to kill these trash ads and majors fast enough. It's, yeah, my hand cannon does the job. My shotgun does the job. I mean, you guys have seen me today. I've used a Badlander and the Icolos, and neither, neither weapon, you know, and I switch between like the Breakneck and my Wardens and, and, and I was even using that pulse rifle when I was grinding for it, right? The blast furnace. I never once feel like, man, oh man, do I need an exotic? So that's that's a that's a general problem, right? Like, killing ads is not that difficult. So what is an exotic gonna do? Well, it will feel cool. Well, the breakneck feels cool and it's legendary. So that's why I've been arguing it's more about pinnacle legendary weapons than exotics. I think they need to lean into that way more, way more. Uh, Evil Reborn says, Lono, do you think they should, at the very least, bring back Heavy Ammo Synth? Uh, heavy Ammo Synth for, like, at the same five-minute interval. Um, I feel like this would definitely take some of the points of frustration away from parts of the game, like Start of the Forges. Yeah, but do they need to bring back another currency, another weird thing to buy and keep in your inventory? Or do they just need to say, at the start of the forge, we max everything? Or at the start of a forge, there's a rally flag. Like, there's something in the game that meets that pain point. It's called a rally flag, and they put rally flags in the raid, right? So why not just put rally flags everywhere? Like, all grindable content, just put a rally flag there. Put a rally flag at the beginning of a freaking strike or a nightfall. You know what I'm saying? We don't need another currency, another item to keep in our inventory and clutter things up. I don't, I don't think so. JD Gamer, do you believe The Last Wish would have been better than King's Fall if Cluster Bomb Rockets weren't in the game? Do you think Bungie should have taken Clusters out of the game? They shouldn't take Clusters out of the game. They just should have made it so you can't do that much damage. Like, just cap the damage at each at each section so you have to go to sore shooting. We do damage in those sections with Whisper, but I don't think that's cheesy. It's like, whoa, their mouth is open. We can shoot the mouth. It's like literally giving you a window of damage. Clusters just glitch with respect to damage reception. So just cap how much we could do, you know? Polyphony says, Lono, do you think Gambit could be better by using the meatball mechanics on all bosses and also randomizing the invades? Uh, like, the only time your team can pick an invade is once either Prime is summoned, otherwise it beams up a random player during uh, the banking phase. Yeah, I mean, randomizing who gets to invade would be kind of wild. I don't know if I want to take that player intentionality out, but I've said many times part of the boss problem is that the, the best 
the best, uh, I think the best boss fight is the meatball. There's a back and forth. There's mechanics. There's this sense of like, it's not rubber banding, but like there's this sense of like the other team could come back. And I think that makes for really, really fun fights. Instead of here comes the boss, you can either ignore the envoys or melt the envoys. You wait for one invade and then you melt. Like it, the, the boss is just so inconsequential. The intensity of meatball fights really, really gives, I think, hopefully people a taste of what fights should feel like. Because I feel like the boss fights are just inconsequential. Uh, the D-Quack. Black Armory has introduced a second forge in Destiny 2. The Osiris Forge was the first. Oh, I get what you're saying. How do you feel about players forging their own god rolls if they're willing to spend an obnoxious amount of glimmer and cores to re-roll or tinker with the gun? Maybe even add a whole crafting system. Crafting and re-rolling of weapons is something that I'm always ardently against because that is an investment grind that I don't think is as good as an RNG loot pursuit grind. RNG loot pursuit grind is addicting. You go, you know where the gun drops, you see the gun drops, it triggers that thing in your brain, you check the roll, frick, not that great. Oh shoot, so close to being what I want. Like, it keeps you in the mix. Investment grind to build, retool, reforge, or craft the gun that you think is the absolute best is so static, it's so boring, it's purely a transaction of time, and I don't like it. And I don't think it belongs in this game. So yesterday I said, right, there's two sides of the fence. There is accessibility and rhythm, and then there's the loop, there's the, there's the content loop. I think the content loop is best served by intentional RNG loop pursuit, right? No worries, soldier. Hope you had a good holiday, man. CL Mitchell. Could you see the armor ornament styles from Age of Triumph uh, D1 come back? I need my green warlock horns. Yeah, this is something that I think they need to dig in on, and I've talked about this before. There needs to be an NPC for the raid, and the more I grind the raid, the higher level I get with that raid NPC, right? And then, I can grind the raid beyond the powerful rewards for the first three and keep getting drops, and work on getting a full armor set. Then once I get that full armor set, I keep running raids. Why? I'm ranking up with the raid NPC, and when I rank up with the raid NPC, I can get ornaments for the armor, I can get ornaments for the weapons, as a testimony to the fact that I'm a raider. Like, a raid NPC is, like, grossly, grossly needed. For that level of, like, I keep playing the raid beyond the three runs. Raids as a grind in a weekly activity need completely change with respect to your first three runs drop powerful. After that, you can grind for rolls. I really want gauntlets with this roll, and I'm going to keep grinding until I get it. You just keep running the raid. Why the frick not? What's it hurt? It doesn't hurt anything. Random rolls on raid gear gives precedent to let us grinding the activity beyond the first three. It does. The only reason they limited it in the past is because it was a source of power. Well, limit the source of power, but then let me get the drops because I want to get the god roll. And then, if I'm doing that, and there's an internal currency in the raid that I can either spend at a raid NPC, invest in the gear by re-rolling the armor. I'm okay with re-rolling armor because I think it's just a different feel. Especially, you might not need to re-roll the armor if you let us run the raid over and over and over again. And then the currency would just be used to level up the NPC. You hit level 50 on the NPC, there's a whole ornament set you can get for all the guns. And then you get to level 100, there's a whole ornament set for all the, all the armor. So when you see a guy walking around the tower with green warlock horns or black smoke coming off his, his hunter cloak, well, that's a guy that's rated like an insane person. I think that'd be a great, great win. Last question. Pooch on the run. I asked something similar the other day, but do you think PvE and Gambit Pinnacle weapons should be locked behind challenging activities and goals rather than a simple bounty that everyone can easily do? For example, instead of just doing 40 Nightfalls, they could make it so certain Nightfalls can be completed with a specific score or time. Okay, here's the thing. 
I'm with you, but I jump off the train pretty fast. I don't think we should have been able to get the Gambit Pinnacle Weapon, the Breakneck, just by grinding 40 Gambit games, right? I think Pinnacle Weapons like the Breakneck with Onslaught, the Threat Level with Trench Barrel, the Loaded Question sucks, but let's imagine it's better. Let's say they fix it, okay? And the Mountaintop. I think guns like that are better served to be at the tip of a pyramid. So if all, all, you know, season long, you're grabbing bounties from the Drifter like you do from Ada, and you're grinding for a breakneck, and you're getting random rolls, all these different rolls could come out of that that people think are good enough, right? But then the, abs- the, the absolute best roll is the Rampage Onslaught curated roll. And then that gives that sense of loot pursuit. The bounty like we have with Ada, it would be a bounty from Drifter, gives that sense of intentionality instead of just do a transaction of time, and then you get the gun, Right? So, like, if you had to go and do what we do with Ada, do specific things, do specific things in Gambit, you got to get moats, you got to bank moats, you got to play so many games. Maybe not even play so many games, just get and bank moats, right? Well, people would slowly learn it's better to get and bank five because I'm slowly chiseling away at, the, at what I need to do. And after one or two games of Gambit, I've gotten enough. I can go get, I can go get a breakneck and see what role I get. That, I think, is the is the best way to treat the weapon system and the weapon bounties and the pinnacle weapons, personally. I think that's the best way to do it, right? So, I'm going to keep streaming. We may be doing some raids. We can keep doing these conversations. Obviously, if you guys want to bring back up what we were talking about earlier, like Ninja and advertising on Twitch and the big Red Bull thing, and everybody was so upset about that, feel free to do that. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. I'm probably live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage, or just look me up, say no to rage on Twitter or Twitch to come watch me live and take part of these conversations. I'd love it for you to come in. As always, I appreciate you watching and listening to all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.